0: anniversary of our church we need to review that's why I want to take testimonies review what God has been doing in people's lives and then renew our commitment to the Lord let's look at James chapter 1 in verse 22 James says and be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass for he beholdeth himself, and he goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain, pure religion and undefiled before God. And the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for blessing us. Uh, Lord, we could testify um, just for hours tonight of the many ways that you have blessed this church and met our needs, whether it be through building funds or whether it be through soul winning, or whether it be through teaching and preaching, or whether it be just purchasing uh, vehicles to use to uh, pick people up to bring them to church, whatever it is, God, you have blessed us abundantly. And God, you've gone past what we can even begin to comprehend and uh, be able to understand. But God, we thank you. We thank you for your grace, which is always sufficient. And Lord, I pray you speak to us tonight as we just take some time to review who we are and our walk with our God, and Lord, we might renew our commitments to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Our text verses, verse 24 and 25, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We know that James is uh, identifying here the difference between just being a hearer of the word and being a doer of the word. And all of us fall into one or uh, either bracket of whether we're just hearing the word or whether we're hearing the word and doing it. Uh, You're in one bracket or the other, and he tells us here that it's very deceiving to us as individuals to merely listen to the Word of God and not to apply it in a practical way. Uh, To come to church every week, to come in a youth group, or come into Wednesday night Bible study and sit and hear the Word of God, and it doesn't impact your life, uh, how deceptive that is, In verse 22 says, but ye, uh, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so what we do is if we're just listening to the word and not allowing it to be applied in a practical way, we're deceiving ourselves because we're thinking that we are maturing in the Lord, but in reality we're stagnant and sitting still and only becoming to start going backwards. And so he says there's more to the Christian life than just hearing the Word of God. We must hear the Word of God, and we must do what the Word of God has to say. If all you do is listen, you will eventually become satisfied with who you are. And so I've watched over the years, people listen to the Word of God, and they're in their life, there's things that aren't right, there's things that need to be changed. And all they do is listen to the preaching of the Word of God. They never change anything. They never apply anything to their life. And then all of a sudden they become very calloused and become very cold-hearted because they just are satisfied with where they are and who they are. And uh, the reality is that God wants us to be pliable in his hand. God wants us to be moldable that he can make us in what he wants us to be rather than being uh, satisfied with who we are. Uh, Rather than desiring to become what God wants us to be, they just are sitting comfortably in who they are and what they are. In Romans chapter 12, a great verse there tells us what we are supposed to be doing uh, in our changing or being transformed into the image of Christ. In, uh, 12, in verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So that's certainly is identifying there is more than listening to the word of God. There is a response. We're presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. So I can't be satisfied with my life in this world. I can't allow myself to be conformed to this world system. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so listening to what the word of God has to say should be impacting us and changing us. And so he says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And oftentimes people want to know the will of God, but they're not willing Uh, to uh, pursue what God has revealed that they should be. And we can never be able to find that. And so verse 24 in our text is the review. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. There must be a review. What was I without Christ? We need to identify who we are without the word. There needs to be a review, need to remind ourselves of what God has done. And then in verse 25 is the renewing. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And so we have to consider who we are, where we are, what we were. So they have to review what our life is and then... We have to respond to the word of God and do something about it so we can be renewed. Uh, kind of a way that you can speak in reference to revival. That's what revival is. We review who we are and then we renew what our, who we are in our relationship and surrender to Christ. So review and renew. First of all, I wanna think about God's word. Uh, God's word in Numbers chapter 15 in verse 39. Numbers chapter 15 and verse 39. And right after the book of Leviticus is Numbers. And uh, Numbers 15, speaking in reference to the word of God, in uh, verse 39. I'll get there in a minute. I'll read it. Uh, Numbers 15, 39. Says, in speaking in reference to the word of God, it shall be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them, and that you seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you used to go a-whoring. And so God's word, review and renew God's word. There's a couple of things here. He says that the word would become a fringe to them. The word fringe there means it's established reminder And the fringes that they were to wear was to remind them what God had so commanded them uh, to be. And so when we talk about reviewing and renewing, we're talking about setting the opportunity, I guess you could say, to remind ourselves what we are. I'm not much with this constantly be reviewing and reminiscing about our life, what it was without Christ, because the devil will use that to paint a picture that your life was better without Christ. But I can tell you this, when we allow the Word of God to be our guide in our memory, that the Word of God helps us to see what we were without Christ, and what God has done in our life. And so we need those fringes, if you will, uh, to be the reminder of who we are. And uh, what a great thing it is. I love to hear people give testimonies, how they got saved, because the testimony of salvation is constantly reminded us that God's word has brought faith to us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the faith that has been brought to us has changed our life and delivered us from an old life that we were in. So he says the word of God needs to be a fringe to you. The word of God needs to be a reminder to you of who you are without Christ and what you are in Christ, because it will change your life. It will renew your zeal and your commitment to God. So we need to establish reminders. We need to enjoy commandments. And he says here in the verse that to remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. And so once again, you have that concept. James says, don't be hearers and not doers. We need to be doers of the word, and Moses writing to the children of Israel, he said, now listen, you need to make a fringe to remind you about what God has said, but you need to be happy in obeying what God has said. You need to be satisfied in committing your life to Christ and living for God to do them. If I'm not happy in living my life according to the word of God, I'd be concerned about that. I'd be concerned about whether or not I am saved or not. I'd be concerned about whether I've surrendered my life to the Lord. And so the review causes me to remind myself to renew my commitment, my zeal, my enjoyment, my enthusiasm for what God has said. And uh, I'm watching our Christian school. It's always amazing to watch in the Christian school and Bible class. Uh, Just, you know, there's just a disconnect. And there's, there's no zeal, there's no excitement to study the Word of God. And, it's, and it's, a, it's amazing that when you get ready to give a verse quiz, they have a whole week long to be able to study and prepare for a verse quiz, and then they come in, they're whining, crying, complaining about having to do a verse quiz. And I'm like, well, you understand you ought to be doing this on your own, not for the purpose of getting a grade. You ought to be excited about the fact that you can learn the Word of God. And so the Word of God needs to be a reminder, it's a fringe that reminds us of who God is and what we were without Him, and it instills in us an enjoyment to keep His commandments. It is a blessing to obey God. It is a blessing to be able to live for the Holy One and so enjoy the commandments. And then I thought of this. There's the entrap desires. In uh, verse 39, he says, And that you seek not after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you use to go a whoring. And so there's an entrapment. He's saying, You got to watch out because if you live your life apart from what God has stated and you're not happy with what God has commanded, You'll start living your life based on your own goals, your own desires, your own concept of what life is about, and what it will do, it will ensnare you. It will trap you. That's why Paul says in Colossians that we need to be careful of the traditions of men and the philosophy of the world lest it ensnare us. It captures us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 in verse 5, it says, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. The children of Israel, when they were going through the wilderness, uh, they were overthrown in the wilderness because they did not believe God, they did not trust God, and uh, they were wanting to go their own way, and God was not happy with them. Then Paul also, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 5, Says, we're to cast down imaginations and every high thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The problem in the wilderness was there were those who were not obedient to Christ, they did not take pleasure in obeying what God had commanded. And because they did not take pleasure in what God had commanded, they were ensnared or entrapped in their own fleshly desires. And God was not pleased with them. So we need to cast down, as Paul says, the imaginations, those things that exalt our thought process beyond who God is. And because of the fact that they will ensnare us, And take us away. So we need to review what is our thought process? What is our focus? Uh, What is it that we enjoy in life? And do we enjoy the things of this world uh, greater than what we do enjoy the things of God? Galatians chapter 5, Paul tells us the works of the flesh in verse 19 that the works of the flesh are manifest which are manifest which are these adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings of such the like of which i tell you before as i've to- also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god And so we need to review and renew our commitment to the Lord. We need to review constantly in reference to God's word. God's word needs to be the final authority in our life. God's word needs to be the final um, description of what our life should be. And if we're not lined up with that, we're allowing ourselves to get ensnared and to get trapped by the world. So review and renew God's word. I think we need to review and renew God's provision. That's why I wanted to take some testimonies tonight. Uh, People testifying of how God has met needs and how God has moved. Be able to share with you how God has provided for the church. And so we need to review and renew our understanding of God's ability to provide for us. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2, it says, "...thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness." And then he tells him why? To humble thee. You know, God takes us through the uh, valleys and through the uh, uh, desert places in our life to humble us. Because when he, we, he takes us through the trials and we realize we can't do it on our own, uh, we realize that we need to trust God. We are humbled because of the fact that he has to, come upon us and bless us. So humility, it develops a spirit of humility. I love that song we sang tonight. I came across it, I don't know, two or three months ago when I was looking for music, and I thought, I'm going to make it. I was listening to it, and man, I'll tell you, I started weeping in my office. I was listening, I'm going to make it. Because the reality is there's been many places where I didn't think I was going to make it. There's been many times where I didn't see how I was going to get through. But God renews my memory and God refreshes my commitment to him when I realize that, wait a minute, God takes me through those dry places. He takes me through the wilderness dwelling so that he might humble me because I realize if I'm going to make it, I've got to depend on God and God alone. And so he, the humility that comes. He says he took you through the wilderness to humble thee. Uh, also, he took us through the wilderness for certainty. He says here, not only to humble thee, but to prove thee. And God wanted you to know that he is the God of heaven and that he wants and can take care of you. First John 4, 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether it be of God. And God takes us through those times where we have to depend on him. And he refreshes our memory and refreshes our soul with the reality that, wait a minute, he is the true God. There are false gods in this world, and I can depend on the living God of heaven. And so the certainty, I'm secure in Christ, and I don't have to worry about being lost. And so then he tells us, not only to humble thee and approve thee, But in Deuteronomy 8, 2, it says, To know what is in thy heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or no." And so I thought of this, transparency. God wants to know what's in your heart. God took the children of Israel through the wilderness because of the fact he wanted to know what was in their heart. You know, Israel over and over again said, give us your commandments and we'll obey them. God gave him his, his commandments. You know what they did? They disobeyed him. And God will take us through trials and difficulties to reveal what really is in our hearts. And Psalm 139, in verse 23, tells us, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Transparency. You know, we need to be transparent with God. First of all, God knows everything anyway. You're not going to hide anything away from him. But the psalmist was crying out because he wanted God to see him. He wanted God to know what was in his heart. And as saints of God, we need to live our life with the reality that God is with us. He's transparent with us, and he wants us to be transparent with him. Jeremiah chapter 27 I'm sorry, chapter 24, verse 7, uh, tells us this. He says, I will give them a heart to know me. I read that, I was like, what a powerful verse that God has promised in our transparency. He would give us a heart to know him. He says, I will give them an heart to know me for I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. And so transparency with God, review and renew. And just think about what you are in Christ and what God has done in your life and know that he humbles us, he proves us, he tries us, he helps us to be able to see who we really are in the presence of an almighty God. He is our God and we are his people. And we hold on to that truth. And so God's word, renew and review God's provision. And then I thought about review and renew God's omniscience. In uh, Hosea chapter 7, Hosea chapter 7 and verse 2, it says, And they considered not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about, and they are before my face. And I was amazed at Hosea, because he says, they consider not in their hearts that I remember all the wickedness. You know, the amazing thing is this, that God doesn't forget anything. And you say, well, wait a minute, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed my iniquities, he has stated in the Psalms, he remembers them no more. That's by choice. But the omniscience of God is that he knows everything from the beginning to the end. And all that means is that he doesn't hold our sin against us because he sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so God's omniscience. Sin that is known. Psalm 139.7 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit and whither shall I flee from thy presence And so James says, now wait a minute, don't be just a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Uh, So you need to review whether you're dealing with your sins in your life. And because you can't hide from God. He is absolutely omniscient. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. And James is the one who reminds us that sin ruins us. In James 1 and 15 says this, Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And so God knows what sins need to be confessed. And God in his grace and God in his mercy is always ready to forgive our sins if we'll just review our walk with God, review our relationship with the Lord. And because our review reveals through the transparency of God that we're not right with him, then we need to confess that sin and get right before the sin destroys us and ruins our life. And then sins are accounted for. In Romans 14, 12, Paul says that every one of us will give an account unto God. And so review and renew. James says, don't just sit and look into a glass. In other words, don't just sit there and look in the mirror. Because you just look in the mirror, you become satisfied with who you are. But we need to look into the mirror of the Word of God. We need to look in the person who Christ is and realize that, wait a minute, God has established something far greater to achieve and become than what we are. And the only way that we can become that is we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Uh, The testimony I know of this church over these 39 years has been a testimony of being faithful to the word of God and the preaching and teaching of the word of God, whether it be from the pulpit or whether it be out on the street going soul winning, or whether it be in discipleship in somebody's home, or whether it be in our Sunday school with their children, or whatever it may be, it is the word of God that is a mirror that reveals to us our frailties and our failures. And it is the word of God that will cause us to review and then make a new renewed commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, don't be just a hearer of the word; be a doer of it. What God, I remember a uh, preacher years ago, it was Doctor Paul Vanneman, actually, it said, "You know, this book is not a book of better ways; it's a book of commands." And we don't like that. That's a dirty word nowadays. When you say you have to do something, nobody likes to be told what they have to do. But the reality is, God has given us a whole book of commands. They're not suggestions. They're commands that God requires of us to live by, and so review and renew. Certainly, we as a church ministry want to increase Christ this year, and the only way we're going to increase Christ is if we're willing to review where we have allowed him to slip slip off of the place of preeminence in our life, and where we see where we have allowed Christ to slip off the preeminence, we'll make a decision to exalt him once again. And lift his name up. and He must have the preeminence in everything in our life. And so let's launch out in this new year. Uh, not just uh, uh, saying we're believing God. But let's be willing to allow God to show us what we need to do. And review and re, uh, renew your commitment uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together tonight. I thank you for this day. And Lord, forgiving us these 39 years here in this place, this church has been a lighthouse, Lord. And uh, Lord, nobody's perfect and no church is perfect. And so help us, Lord, to allow the word of God to expose what needs to be made right. Maybe be willing to review our life, our ministry, Lord, in a way that we fall under the transparency of God. And God shows us what needs to be corrected, Lord, and he commands us what needs to be done. And then, Lord, we just not sit and listen to it, but rather we rise up and we say, okay, Lord, we'll do what you commanded us to do. And, Lord, it'll be exciting to continue to watch God's grace move in our midst. And so bless us and help us, Lord, and we'll give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's stand. We're going to sing all.